Hi everyone and welcome to the Ice House podcast. Today we are chatting with one of our great Ice House coaches, Richard Poole. And Richard has sold his successful business to a Fortune 100 country uh, company in 2016 and upon completing a transition with the new owners, moved to work alongside fellow business owners to help them achieve success via an independent and in-depth discovery leading to a simple, realistic action plan. I love that. It sums it up. So welcome, Richard. Thanks for being Thanks, on the Ryan. podcast today. Oh, yeah. Nice to be here. Thank you. Good to have you here. So I'd love to start with some quick fire questions. So first things first, how do you take your morning coffee? Well, actually, I don't drink coffee, unfortunately. It makes oh. me feel a bit loopy, so I just probably stick to water or tea. I knew I'd get one of those one day. Someone that just said, no, nope, not into it. Good on you. I admire that, but probably couldn't do that myself. Oh, I'd, I'd, I'd actually love to be, but I got um, I once had a meeting and someone had brought me um, brought a coffee and uh, I drank it and it, it was a double shot. And for the oh. rest of the day, I was bouncing off the walls. So I thought, you know what? It's not for me. <laughs> yeah, not worth it. Fair enough. Good call. Morning or night person? Unfortunately, both, which is not helpful. So oh. not a lot of sleep, usually. Yeah. Not a lot of sleep. Okay, what time would you normally get up in the morning? Well, I'm going to blame my wife for this because she's got a dance school. So I, uh, I tend to wait till she gets home about 10 and then kind of catch up. So it could yeah. be, you know, usually 11-ish. And then yeah. I'm up, up at six for the kids. Wow. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So I mean, look, that's not too bad asleep, but um, and you but, do that without coffee. That's um, yeah. wow. Are you? <laughs> um, cool. Next, next one is favorite meal. Uh, Hawaiian pizza, probably. Oh, good answer. I uh, like that. Favorite place in the world. Uh, Pawanui. Nice. Remember. Yeah, I can relate to that with mine being Fong Mata. So oh, nice. yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Um, summer or winter? Definitely summertime. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. A hobby you enjoy outside of work? Um, do you know, probably increasingly it's actually yoga. Ah, um, cool. Yeah, it's, it, I, do, I, I just love it for the escapism point of view. Yeah, yeah. really love it. Awesome. So nice. And this is a bit of a weird one, but middle name. Well, I've actually, I've, I've got a bonus one. I've got two. So I'm Bradley Ernest, which is, yeah, sounds cool. all very refined. Family name, <laughs> family names. Yeah, yep, yep, family, maiden name, all that sort yep. of thing. Yeah. Nice. Oh, cool. <laughs> Bonus for us all. Nice. So we're going to get into the um, into the good stuff, and that is um, starting with some of the bigger questions. First one being, give us some insight into your career to date. What's been the journey to get to where you are today? Um, right. Well, look, I guess it, it um, started at university, and, and, and oddly, I kind of use what I learned there still which I don't know if everyone necessarily does but I did a BCom in marketing and information systems so cool. I found that that's kind of I continued to use it so yeah went to Varsity then I started working at Mercedes-Benz um, mm -hmm. in the marketing area so it was quite a small company but um, really really loved that it was um, the good thing about it was that obviously great product but um, yeah it was the Giltrap group and they were they were quite uh, uh, they they quite tight with money let's say so you mm. had to do even though it was Mercedes you had to do things on the smell of an oily rag which I think was really good learnings yeah uh, so yeah from there I then left and went to work in our family business as a fourth generation um yeah family member which was great that was on the wharves actually it was a stevedoring company which was quite different sort of logistics wow. and wharfies and all that sort of thing but really loved it loved having the opportunity to work with my dad um and you know and also we worked a lot with unions which was quite challenging so yeah. I learned a lot with that. We tried a few things that worked and some that didn't with unions and things. But yeah, really good experience. 
Then I left to travel, um, came back, didn't know what I wanted to do, but got a contract with Mercedes. So then from there, I started Copilot, which is a company I have now, just as I suppose general, that was marketing advisory. Yeah. Uh, and from there, after a couple of years, met up with a guy and we talked about the 50 plus market being an interesting demographic. So we decided yeah. to start a website called Grown Ups, which uh, in the end was an online lifestyle magazine, social club and brain training hub for the plus market. Yeah, which was really cool experience, um, but probably more, more downs than ups in terms of how I remember it, unfortunately. But yeah. that's, that's life. And yeah. um, look, it, it was a good business. Um, learned a lot and we were we were fortunate enough to sell that uh, in fact we did quite a few deals on the way through we sold 60 percent of the yellow pages um, initially uh, and then we bought that back because that wasn't successful and then we um, and then we sold it to um, Cigna which is an insurance company um, yeah. wow. in America, which was cool so that was a you know a long drawn out process um, we were a very small operation basically a rounding error for them being one of you know being such a big company but then, yeah, I did two two years of transition with them, and then um, uh, ended there in 2018. And yeah. since then, I've gone back to my co-pilot business and doing general business advisory and kind of strategic projects, which I absolutely love. So wow. I'm very very lucky. Yeah, great story. And I'm actually quite interested because I thought co-pilot may have came at the back end of that, but to hear it was actually something you did before you started grown ups, and then. Um, sort of picked back up it's quite quite cool how you did that oh it's interesting I mean I just always kept it there because there was the odd project that came up but um, yeah. I also sort of really liked the name to be honest it, it yeah for me it was very much you know working alongside someone and just jumping in when they need and you're not trying to take over yeah. so I just thought you know I'd really I, I always felt that I would come back to it yeah so, yeah no it's it's nice but um, you know so I get to work with lots and lots of different types of businesses really at the moment yeah that's great using your expertise to help others, which is really cool. Cool. So what does life look like today then? What do you focus on? You've touched on a little bit, but if there's anything further to say. Yeah, look, it's it's look, it probably is that yeah, that, that co-pilot thing in terms of the business. So I mean it's across a whole lot of different industries with, you know, probably similar sorts of problems, even though they're all different types of business owners and all that sort of thing. When you get down to it, the, the the crux of it, it really is just that people are overwhelmed. Um, yeah. I find anyway, and and all they need is just to kind of be able to take a breath, and and I listen a lot, I suppose, mm -hmm. and try and interpret and try and go back to what we experienced with our roller coaster journey, and yeah. go, what if that was me? You know, I wouldn't go down that path or whatever, and then and you know try and provide them with a really simple plan, as you mentioned in the intro, mm -hmm. that again is not overwhelming, and and yeah. yeah um, it's just business is really overwhelming, you know, and I think uh, we, we also don't often ask for help because, mm. um, I mean, I've written an article about this, but you sort of, being New Zealand, oh, I don't know if it is about being a New Zealander, but we kind of don't want to ask for help because you yeah. feel like you're quite weak and mm. that you failed. But I tell you what, I really wish I had when yeah, I was doing well, grown-ups. We, we could have got to where we needed to get to a heck of a lot quicker. I mean, it took us 10 years you know, yeah. I, I honestly think we could have halved that if I'd, if I'd had someone by my side the whole way. Wow, just to bounce ideas off and get, you know, yeah. your experience, yeah. Yeah, I feel, I mean, to be honest, my reflection on on that part of life with grown-ups, um, apart from all the ups and downs, was was actually, it was quite lonely. Mm. Um, and, and although I had business part, two different business partners at different times, um, they had specific roles, I, I guess, but they left it up to me. And that was my fault. I didn't um, sort of maybe 
not coerce is the wrong word, but kind of want them to do more. Mm. But they sort of looked to me to do that. So I just took that on. But yeah. it, was, it was actually exhausting. And, yeah. and you know, you're constantly making decisions. And that's just, that's really tiring. And you obviously don't get them all right. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So interesting experience. Yeah. Good learning. That's cool. So when did you start working with the Ice House? And how did it all come about? Well, actually, Daryl and um, in the Ice House just, yeah, as I was, I, I, sorry, we, we had our grown-ups business in the Ice House um, right, for the, the last couple of years of it. Yeah. Just running some space, yeah. And so I got to know everyone in here and Daryl and when she knew I was finishing up, she just kind of kindly came and asked and said maybe it would be something that would be of interest. So Great. yeah, definitely, definitely was and, and definitely still is. Yeah, and fits in really nicely with what you do at Copilot as well with the ICS yeah. coaching here being very similar, which is great. Cool. Yes. Sure. What is the what is your favorite aspect of coaching and your job? I think actually the uh, you know most people probably say this, but um, meeting so many different types of people. Mm. Um, and the other the other thing would be listening. Like I mean, it's taught me to listen more, but it, but it really is all about kind of listening. Yeah. And, and not trying to make decisions for people. So I think yeah, that's my favorite bit is just meeting so many different people. Not not everyone's um, you know open to it um when you start working with them and, and that's the you know I think that's the difference as well um yeah. got to be open to it so uh look the other thing might be the unplanned nature of of what comes from that so I whilst you're always prepared for the meetings and those things and, and listening I think the bit that I most enjoy is sitting across the table you know the problem's presented and you kind of just got to be creative on the fly yeah and I think that that is where all the experience or whatever, whether it's good or bad, kind of comes together. And that's, I, I love those moments. Yeah. 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 That's awesome. Nice. Okay. Next question is, is there anything that you took from 2020 that has changed the way you work and live in the future? Yeah, I think, um, and think about this, you know, when you, you when I looked at the questions, mm -hmm. um, I think it would be actually that I've become a little bit more blunt and, yeah. and that's, you know, I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm an empathetic sort of person. I think you have to be in this type of job. Mm. Um, but at the same time, you can't be wishy-washy. Yeah. So COVID definitely taught me because of a couple of the different, particularly tourism operators I work, was working with, mm. that actually there's no point in sugarcoating or however you want to describe it. It's like, you know what, this, this unfortunately, the, the path you're going down is not going to, it doesn't look good. So we mm. need to look at plan B here. And yeah. so I think, you know, usually prior to COVID, I may have worked out different ways, but actually I was like, look, we can either do this or we can do this. You, yeah. you have to look at this right now. Yeah. And so that's, you know, I think that's, that's helped me because I, you know, I, I think I'm just more to the point now. Yeah, that's great. And quite a different, I, I like that's a different answer from what I've heard. It's more personal in terms of, you know, there's obviously been a lot talking around flexibility and, um, you know, different ways of working and stuff like that. But I quite like that it's sort of like, well, you just need to make decisions quickly now. And so how can you be a bit more blunt, which is cool. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, no. Otherwise, you know, otherwise businesses can just go on and on and on and just tread water. Yeah. And, you know, I guess I've been there. And, and so that experience as well, it's just like, you know, it's not fun. Mm. There's other things to do. So if it's, if, if it's not working, you got to, you got to change it. You got to yeah. get something else. Yeah, and I guess if, if the idea doesn't work, well, at least you've failed fast and you can move on, right? So, for yeah. Sure. For yeah. sure, yep. Awesome, that's great. Okay, next question we've got here is, what's one piece of advice to a business owner looking to grow in 2021? 
Look, I, just, I guess this, um, just think about this question, it goes slightly counter to the fact of, you know, um, being blunt and being really decisive, mm -hmm. um, but, but it's, it's about that business is kind of that marathon idea versus the, the sprint. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, it is about lots of decisions and lots of little decisions, but, but you know, we, we're not going to be a multi-million dollar business in a few months, mm -hmm. most likely. So recognize that you need the plan and, and if you don't have the plan, then you just don't know where you're going and you can't measure that and yeah. therefore what's, what's kind of the point. So I think it would be that just, you know, one step at a time. You cannot do all the steps at one time. You have to be able to just focus on a couple and know that you're going to get to the other ones down the road, but just yeah. not yet. Yeah. Otherwise, you just won't do anything well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. That at least if you're doing one, you know, baby thing at a time, at least you know you're doing it well and you're giving that your all rather than everything you know 40 percent or something like that yeah Just, that's right yeah and look the funny one of the other funny things that that COVID kind of taught me and it relates to this again is that um you um it's actually about progress versus you know I think we, we always focus on the bottom line or actually a lot of businesses don't which is which is also wrong you need to have one eye on the bottom line it's all very yeah. well to know that you've got revenue but you need to know you're pumping out something the bottom line but actually what I've found, and again, looking at people across the table and working with them over time, is that as long as they're ticking things off a list and feel like they're making progress, actually they are going to get that bottom line outcome. Yeah. But, but so you just need to feel that you're going somewhere. Yeah. And that, that makes people feel better. Yeah. Overwhelmed. So I think that's, yeah, that's a good Pro thing. To do. Progress over perfection. I've seen it yes. around a little bit. And I think that's perfect. so true. That's perfect. Yeah. 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 Great. Okay. Uh, for more on the people side of things, are there any client stories that live long in the memory of whom you're proud of? I'm sure there's many, but maybe just, just one or two. Yeah. Um, look, on this one, the, the, the way I was thinking about it actually is that there, there are groups of people who I, I, rather than any that are necessarily stand out, to be honest, for yeah. me, it's sort of about two camps. It's the, it's the owners that, that come in, ask for help, sit down um, and are open to the help and then do the doing. Yeah. And so it's, for, for me, it's actually really quite cut and dry and that th those are the ones that I love, love working with because yeah. it's cool. Like you're checking in every fortnight, um, you're, having a, you're having a discussion and at the end of that, you know, there, there will be action points, but actually they're just really happy to have had the sounding board, um, listen to what, you know, we think of the next things to do. We've measured what's been done. And you can see just that they're much happier, like mm -hmm. they're on a track, whereas others where we've, you know, we've, we've, we've built the plan and you keep, you keep coming back to the same questions, you know, on the, at the top of the list. How come you haven't put the time aside yeah. if it's just one or two hours a week to actually start thinking about your plan? So, yeah, look, I, I hope that answers that in terms of, um, for me, those case studies are those ones that actually do yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah totally that's true have you had any people that have gone and been like oh I don't know about coaching you know and then they've actually turned around and been like oh wow I really see the value in it do you get that often yeah, or, yeah. often often actually yeah and you know COVID probably helped in that regard and that people, there was funding so they were able to take that leap and I've been fortunate that most people who I've um yeah most people that I've worked with have, have continued post-COVID where they have to actually chip in some money yeah. And, you know, I mean, if, as long as people see it, it's got to be seen as an investment, not a cost. Yeah. And I think that's, that's kind of the difference. And it's a shame that people don't do it. But, but yes, definitely people who, 
you know, naturally, again, it's that asking for help. And it's like, hang on, who's this person who do they think they know my business better than I do? Yeah. As, well, as soon as you get into it, you realize it's the person's not trying to tell you what to do. They're, they're mm -hmm. really trying to hold your hand and guide you. Yeah. And that outside, you know, when you're not in the detail of the everyday, you can sometimes have a lot, a lot clearer perspective on things and having that someone have that outside opinion on your business, something that you're in the nitty gritty of just is so valuable. Yeah, it's, uh, yeah, it's a really interesting point because often, you know, you can end a call and, and do these follow up notes and you can go, oh my goodness, if this was me on the receiving end of these notes, yeah. I, would be, I would be looking at it going, oh man, I'm, I'm even more overwhelmed. So that, that then helps me to bring it back to like, okay, we have got all the stuff to do, but let's look at these two things. Don't worry about anything else. And that, that's something that I try and keep focusing and reminding people about because I keep thinking if I was them, yeah. I'd be going, oh my goodness, this is just too much. But actually yeah. it's not if you just look at one step at a time. Yeah, pick those priorities. That's great. Yeah, the big rocks kind of thing. Yeah, awesome. Okay, next question is, what excites you most about 2021? Yeah, um, personally, it's kind of the, the, the uncertainty. I mean, I, you know, I'm, I'm always sort of thinking about what's next and what's my runway and all those sorts of things. So I think I am, um, yeah, for me, it's kind of uh, looking at so many different opportunities that have kind of popped their head up and, and uh, you know, making some decisions on those. So, I mean, I've got some decisions to make around things and that, that kind of excites me because you just don't know where they come from and, um, and the opportunity of meeting so many different types of business owners, I think presents that as well. You just never know where the next cool thing's gonna come from. Yeah. So, you know, and certainly it's not necessarily bad uh, as long as you're looking out for what those opportunities are that present themselves. Yeah, that's really exciting. That's great, Richard. Cool. So much gold, just like hitting us with all the gold and all the insight. Thank you. To round us off with something fun, what's an interesting fact that not many people know about you? Um, well, I, I did write a little article on this, but but um, I one of the things that I'm, I'm most proud of is that when um, uh, I was taking pride to having kids, uh, my wife and I were looking to go to Melbourne to go to the Australian Open, and yeah. we love tennis, and I, I and I wrote a, a note in the Christmas card saying you know we're going to meet your favorite person in the world Roger Federer and yeah. uh, anyway as it turned out we we happened by chance to be in the same restaurant as him at the table next to him and <laughs> uh, and we got we, we actually did get to meet him so oh yeah, that's amazing that's one, of, one of my highlights in life and uh, yeah so yeah your cool. your wife must have been like best Christmas ever like yeah, you cannot yeah. top that present <laughs> uh, the, the funny the, the really actually the funny thing about that that I remember is that I was um he had his hands in his pockets when he uh, he stood up and I went to meet him. He had his hands in his pockets and I had my hand out to shake his hand. And I was yeah. like, I was like, I'm not, I'm gonna keep my hand here. I am, I am yeah, yeah. shaking his hand. And he and he did shake my hand. And do you know, unfortunately, from that point on, he went on a losing streak. So um oh, so no. I felt really bad. I hope that I didn't pass on anything bad to him, but uh You're to blame. No, yeah, just... I am. I am. <laughs> He did pick up again in later years, but yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. gosh, that yeah, is that's that's awesome. That's so funny. Yeah. Um, <laughs> cool. I love that fact. And thank you so much for sitting down with us, Richard, and just downloading some of your wisdom and experience. Um, and I think this conversation just really does highlight how valuable that um, coach 
can be and just um, sitting down with someone external from the day-to-day to to just bounce ideas off and have that accountability as well. So thanks for being part of the Ice House coaching team. Thanks so much, Briar. Really enjoyed it. Thank you. Perfect. Thank you. Bye-bye. 